Hey, Greg. Do you like speed? Yeah. Do you like fighter jets? Oh, yeah. Do you like following women into the ladies' washroom? What? Wait, what? No. Is this your movie oh. pitch? Yes. I have some notes. Oh. Welcome to the I Have Have Some Notes podcast. This is the podcast where we take movies that are good, or in the United States uh, Library, Congress uh, Congress Library say culturally significant, but make them really, really great. Uh, part of the uh, Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beer. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I'm Herman Vajegas. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. Herman is our special guest. Welcome to the show today, Herman. Thanks, 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 guys. Uh, also, got... welcome back to Colin. Oh, yes, thank you. Who's thank been you. on extended hiatus. I've been on extended, I've been on, uh, I was sent, I was, uh, guys, uh, I, I just, uh, for people not know where I was, I was sent to an elite note-taking school, <laughs> so featuring only the best of the best note-takers, but uh, my pencil sharpener was tragically killed in a pencil sharpening accident. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, this all ties into that. No, that's true. But we're doing Top Gun today. Top. Yeah. So, so you have your choice of theme music. Uh, you need to play in your head. You can either have um, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins or Take My Breath Away, which you can uh, whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm going to Danger Zone. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little sick of Take My Breath Away, actually. Oh, like, man. Because it plays a lot uh, I, in this I, movie. There's literally like four songs I that kept, played in the movie. I kept, I kept track. <laughs> they started Danger Zone three times in the movie. Yeah. They started Take My Breath Away four times in the movie. Side note, side note, Take My Breath Away won an Oscar. For for this movie? Yes. Wow. It won an Oscar. There is one Oscar ordered to Top Gun, and it's for Take My Breath Away <laughs> for original song. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Uh, so, of course, Top Gun, the 1986 action military romantic drama. It is all of those things, is mm-hmm. it? Question mark. Mm, yeah. Nah. Uh, <laughs> starring Tom Cruise in what, probably one of his uh, iconic roles, if not his like, most iconic role. Uh, risky Business. Risky Business, maybe. Nah, there's a lot of iconic yeah. He has a lot of iconic roles. But this roles. is on the he short has... list. I Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Kelly McGillis is also in it. Val Kilmer, pre-Batman, before he was Batman. With the frosted with the, tips. <laughs> with the giant frosted tips. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Thomas Garrett, also featuring uh, little side appearances by Meg Ryan and uh, Tim Robbins. I had forgotten they were in this movie. I'm oh, my like, God. Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins showed up at the end. I was like, who, what? Towering <laughs> over everybody. <laughs> so Tim Robbins is even in the credits on, like, the Blu-ray case, and I still missed him completely. <laughs> and even though I was doing up the notes this afternoon, I'm like, oh, where was Tim Robbins? He's there? Merlin. He's Merlin, oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, at the yeah, end, right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is written by Jim Cash and uh, Jack Epps Jr., who went on to write uh, Anaconda. Ooh, there's and, a step up. And Tuner and Hooch. There, there will and be the a future. I have some notes Flint, film. <laughs> Flintstones Viva Las Vegas, uh, directed by Tony Scott, produced by uh, Jerry, Bruheim, Jerry uh, Bruckheimer and Dom Simpson. Dimson. Uh, budget for this movie was $15 million, and it made, a in its initial run, $356 million. Bucks. It did pretty good for itself. It's it's pretty, 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 good. Good. Yeah, pretty good. Also, it... Uh, Shows really the, bumped shows, up recruitment for the Navy, as yes. I understand it. Yes. It shows you the rate of inflation. That this, the movie was only 15 yeah. million. Although, 15 million is like an indie. It was, it, was, it was not really super, it wasn't really super well received, though, even when it originally came out. Like, it was kind of like, people were like, eh, it's all right. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of those movies that has become a classic more over time. Yeah. And I think that that's partly because Tom Cruise is in it. Yes. And it is kind of one of his iconic roles. Yeah. But 
even rewatching the movie for this episode, I was like, I think that I'm more familiar with Hot Shots. Me too. Yeah, Me the too. parody movie for Top Gun. I and I think I was conflating some of Hot Shots with Top Gun. Yeah. When I went in to rewatch it, and I found that quite amusing, actually. <laughs> That I that I I remember the Charlie Sheen movie more than the yeah, Tom Cruise. I think movie. I think I've seen Top Gun. I think this is like the third time I've seen Top Gun. I'm pretty sure I've seen Hot Shots like ten times. Well, yeah. So your homework tonight, friends, uh, if you have not seen Top Hot Shots, is go go hot see Hot Shots because it's yes. great. Yes, it's great. We will not have Hot Shots on this podcast because it is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and we will not fix it. Um, so do we even need to talk about? Oh yeah. So the part about um, so the United States Library of Congress actually. Uh, added this to its national film registry because they, they was quote culturally significant. Hmm. Huh. So, you yeah. know what? Put I'm, that, I'm with that. You, you know why? Because this is the, the when I watched Top Gun. This is the first time I watched Top Gun. Okay. When I was prepped to come to this show, um, and I knew more about Top Gun without even watching Top yeah. Gun. Like yeah. I knew like yeah. the I Need for Speed. I knew about the volleyball scene. I knew about um, like Goose and Maverick and Iceman. I knew all those things without even watching the movie. Like like this is definitely a culturally significant movie. Did you know it was so sweaty though? Was the no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much sweat. There was. There in was. O- in, in honor of all the sweat in Top Gun, we've cranked the heat up into uh, I have some notes studios too. <laughs> Seven hundred you know degrees. The sweat part was hilarious because I was like, I am very uncomfortable with sweat, and like I sweat a lot, and so watching this movie was really uncomfortable. But the one person who did not sweat in that movie is Charlie. Charlie did not sweat. Not oh, even. Yeah, a, not even so. an iota not of even sweat. A drip. <laughs> not even a drip. And everybody was sweating. I just wanted the hand towels. Everybody. They just... all ran out of olive oil before they got to Kelly McGinnis. <laughs> Well, the I men can, I, the I, men need to be all sweaty and shiny. Oh gosh, I can imagine like there's there's like there was one guy whose his responsibility was was just spraying the actors <laughs> down so they look sweaty. Yeah, you're you're oil, just you're, running around with two two spray yeah, bottles the, in his hands, just like who's the who's the oil grip on this movie? Just, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think there's a scene that I can think of where Tom Cruise isn't wet. No. In that movie. No. Like like his hair is yeah. still wet and he's got kind of like a shine on him. Yeah. Like even when they're like at the bar at night or whatnot, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's just always wet in yeah. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. It was just a really weird like like theme. Like I don't know who pitched that to somebody. They're just like, no, like they got to sweat. Like they got to – they're in an aircraft carrier. They're sweating. They're in floor, They're sweating. Everyone's sweating in this movie. And I was like, yes, They're in yes, California. They're sweating. They're in the Indian Ocean in a <laughs> – Sweat. Near enemy territory uh-huh. near – uh, either Australia or Madagascar, because it's only two land With masses. That sweaty in- Principal Strickland yelling at them. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> I, was, I wanted to be like, you need discipline, Maverick. Discipline. <laughs> you're, a slacker. you're a slacker. No Maverick has ever amounted to anything in this aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do we even need to do we even need to do, do, do a little synopsis? But everyone knows what Top Gun's about, so I think even, so. Yeah. Do, okay, so it's so uh, so uh, Tom Cruise plays uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell, who is a reckless Navy pilot uh, who somehow uh, with his uh, his uh, RIO officer uh, Goose make it to the Top Gun Elite Fighter uh, Fighter Pilot School in California. Well, because the uh, the guys that they were stationed with who were going to get sent there yeah. lost the they, edge. They bugged they bugged out. Yeah. They lost because it. he he got a he's married and they just had a baby and they are he's just he's he can't do it anymore. Yeah. 
So he's out, and that means Maverick and Goose are in. Yeah. So, and, and while at the school, he goes up against uh, Val Kilmer's uh, Iceman, who's kind of, he's kind of, is he the bad guy in this movie? Eh. Is he? Eh. Eh. He speaks a lot of sense. In I know. Movie. He's yeah. like the most yeah. logical yeah, person like, in this movie. Dangerous. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> right. He yeah, is he is dangerous. pretty dangerous. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think you're made to believe he's the villain. <laughs> yeah. But he's, yeah. like, he's, like, because he does, he does slightly villainy things, uh, <laughs> like, in the, in the last, um, uh, Top Gun competition. He won't let Maverick in on the shot. He wants oh, to get right, it himself. Right. So he does. Yeah. He is. He does slightly villainy things, but most of the time you're right. He just. He's, he's just he's kind of pretty. He's just concerned about Maverick's recklessness. Uh, you're dangerous, and, which is totally warranted. Which is fair, yeah. and also like <laughs> even at the end where he was like, you know what? I don't think I should have Maverick flying with me as my wingman. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't either, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. I would not have yeah. either. Dibs out. Dibs out on Maverick. Yeah. The idea that they would send Maverick up in a in a combat situation when they knew <laughs> like he wasn't performing. Yeah, he was a little unstable. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was, like was, what? It, that whole part was messed up. Yeah. yeah. Should we should we just like just start just let's go around the table and talk about initial thoughts about this movie? Greg? Um well I've seen this movie like a million times. Is this one and of your I, favorite movies? I, it certainly was when I was a kid. I okay. think it was like I was think it was kind of like a touchstone. Yeah, I love that song. I love Danger Zone so much. It's such a great song. Why would anyone fly into the Danger Zone? Because they're they're brave. Because they have a need for speed. Because they have a need. Come on. Thoughts on this? I, you know, I I think a lot of what I what I will eventually want to change about this movie has has to do with more of how we've kind of like changed culturally. You know? Oh yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because uh, like the things that bothering me about about it are are more uh, on the side of like uh, Maverick's treatment of women and and doing uh, numerous creepy things. Yeah. Um, and I might also uh, like recast the the female lead because I didn't I didn't think she was very good. Uh, you know, there's no real chemistry. Yeah. Someone said earlier that like they were. Uh, I think I was reading on Wikipedia that that the two of them, Tom Cruise and what's I don't know. Kelly McGillis. Yeah, Kelly McGillis were um, lauded for their performances in the in, in this movie, and I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> they were so boring. Yeah. Like Meg Ryan's super interesting. Yeah. She shows up for like you know all she's of in, like two, two minutes. Scenes. Yeah. Yeah, and, totally and agree. she's totally agree. really bright on screen, super interesting. You know more about her character immediately than you do about uh, Kelly McGillis' character throughout the entire film, right? You know immediately that uh, Meg Ryan's really outgoing. She's, a, a, you know, a mother. She's a really uh, um, happy wife. Um, she gets along with Goose really well and all this kind of things. And Kelly McGillis, the only thing I really know about her is that she's kind of, she's like a military such and such consultant. And that's yeah. all I can really think of. Like, I don't know anything about her as a person. What is the age difference between her and Maverick in uh, the movie? Because, the movie? and this might just be because Tom Cruise looks so young in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. If you had told me in that he was 21 and she was 30, yeah. I would have believed in- it. And that's not meant as a, as no. a, a slam against, uh, against the actress and her appearance. It's just, she looks so much older than him, yeah. and that might just be because Tom Cruise looks like such a baby yeah. in this movie. In the, so, so, at, so in 1986, uh, Kelly McGillis was 29, Tom Cruise was 24. So I actually, that part. So part, that the, so I'm yeah. not that far yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would agree with like that, that. That whole romance feels like it's very, it's very forced, and it's and it, like it feels like it's like well, like there, what's the reason for this thing to exist? Right? It's kind of like 
What's yeah? Her her decision to you know want to be with Maverick is very confusing. Yeah, because like like I mean, first of all, he you know I guess he does something sort of I don't know if it's you can consider it charming in the bar when he goes up to her and starts singing. Yeah, and, and like the whole bar starts singing along with it. Like I don't know if that would feel charming or creepy. <laughs> but and but you also have to look back at the motivation, Goose wagers with him to basically get with a lady that night. Right. And that's <clears throat> kind of creepy and gross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he and then when he's categorically rebuffed by her, yeah. he's disappointed. He's like, oh shoot. Ah, and then and then bird. and then when he sees her go into the washroom <laughs> He's like, what now's my chance. What a decision. I, what a yeah. decision. Just like, like, I'm going to walk into the ladies' room. <laughs> yeah. She's like, luckily she's in there like just washing her I hands. Know, like, what like, if she was pooping or something? Like, <laughs> why would that be charming? Uh, <laughs> hopefully that was an outtake. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm not going to lie. I... I love Charlie in this movie, and I, I disagree with this. Well, I do agree with the like if you if you switch Kelly McGinnis and Meg Ryan, I think that would have been a great choice. Um, oh yeah. The but I love Charlie because the whole reason he wanted to get with Maverick was so she wanted to get information. She didn't really want to get with him at originally, and in, in, in when she invited him over to this house, he's like, he's like, well, I need to take a shower. He's like, he's like, fuck you, you're gonna sit with me, and then. She says, he's like, I really came up to you so I can find more information about these Migs. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he's like, she's like, oh, I'm, I, I fell in love with you. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. But then at the end, she's like, you know what? I actually took a job from like another place. I was going to say bye to you, but you were the dick and you were going to leave just like yeah. without saying bye to me. So she was just doing her own thing. Like, like in the whole movie, she was just... She fell in love with Maverick, and then she's like, well, whatever, that didn't really, whatever. He's just a fly boy. I'm just going to do my own thing. So, yeah. like, in the whole thing, like, I think Charlie was, like, the best character. <laughs> she was just doing, she was doing her. That's all she was. And that's, and it's probably for the best, because Maverick is really self-absorbed. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly up until the point where Goose dies. Oh, Spoiler. no, I would argue goes past that. Fair enough, yeah, because it's all, it's all... All about him. So, all so, movie long. So, like he doesn't. He does. He does stupid stuff in his plane that Goose disagrees with because yeah. he wants to be the best. Yeah. And he wants to show off. Yeah. He does dangerous stuff mm-hmm. that Iceman disagrees with because he wants to be the best. Yeah. And he wants to show off. He's constantly getting in trouble from his superiors because he wants to be the best and he wants to show off. Yeah. He goes after this girl who's rebuffed him because he can't stand that he got turned down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. When he gets chewed out by her in class, he goes off and sulks. Yeah, like he he, he, he guns his motorcycles over over that her was discussion. the most childish yeah. thing I ever yeah. saw. And then, yeah, and then, then she chases him down. She's like, "I'm falling for you." Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. But she she almost like dies she, and like causes an accident. She's yeah. right through And when Goose dies, it it's almost like he's upset because it reflects poorly on him. Yeah, like on the one hand, he is upset that his friend died, and that's yeah. to his credit. But it's like, oh man. I killed my friend. I'm the one who's at fault. It's all still about me, man. And that really does, you're right, extend through the movie. He is really, really self-absorbed. I argue that the self-absorption happens past Goose dies because there's the... So after so there's a scene where like he's like packing up Goose's things and it goes delivered to to uh, to Meg Ryan and like it was his wife but like she's consoling him yeah rather that than the was other way funny. around yeah. it's kind of like what's happening here <laughs> and then where he's like when he when he's actually in the plane he like opens up in hand and he's got like Goose's dog's tags 
And it's like, wouldn't you give those to, I don't know, his son? Yeah. Like, then he throws like them in the ocean. He throws them in the ocean. He throws them in the ocean. I'm like, you, don't you give those to, like, the family? It's kind of like a thing. I was watching this with my wife, Erin, and she was very pissed that he oh. threw those Oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. Oh, was... man. Uh, Scott, thoughts on the movie? Eh. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, I watched it yesterday. Yeah. To the point where we're, we're recording this show. And I don't remember large swaths of it because it was forgettable. <laughs> and that's that's a huge criticism I yeah. have for the movie is that like you you even mentioned before we started recording a lot of the iconic stuff people remember from this movie happens yeah. before Goose dies. Yeah. Which is like act two. Yeah. And a lot of this movie is just is just there and it's weak and yeah. forgettable and there's there's not a lot in the way of stakes. There's no real bad guy. Yep. Um, but you don't think the other side is a very credible <laughs> and interesting bad guy? And Iceman is not a very effective antagonist. Really, Maverick is his own worst enemy yeah, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. And Which would have been fine if it was like if it was more of an exploration of exploration his character. Of, yeah. yeah. But and even in the end, although he does have a character arc, I will grant that. Even in the end, it turns out like oh, like all the baggage he was carrying about his dad wasn't really anything. And no, because his dad turns out to be like an awesome, cool guy. And and he gets and he gets <laughs> over his PTSD like th- three days after his friend dies. Yeah. Like it's there's not there's not a lot in the way of stakes, no. and and there's not a lot in the way of serious. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot in the way of serious problems or um, or challenges that Maverick really has to overcome. Because they're all really easy things for him to overcome. So in the end, yeah. it's it's a pretty boring story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Herman? I, the a boring same, story about fighter jets. Yeah. How is that's, that possible? And that's the thing, right? And I think, like, first of all, like, the action scenes in this movie are terrible. Like, when you what? look... What? No. Whoa, no. Hey, whoa, no. Hey. Here. Whoa. Listen. <laughs> Just listen, because they have the same missile launch. They only did two missile launches. They had to reuse it over and over and over listen, and over again. Listen to me. If they weren't telling you what the hell was going on, if the fighter jets, the fighter people were telling you what was going on, you had no idea what the hell was going on. They're going, they're going they, this. Whoosh. They're, they're just like, yeah. And they're like, whoosh. They're like, he's on my six. He's on my, he's on my, oh, he's behind you. If they weren't saying that, I would, they would just be like, boom, 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 boom. You got, I'm like, who's okay. who? Well, who's you know, that? <laughs> I, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Just because of the era that this movie was made. Like, Fair it's enough. Not, like, like, really, the, the photography in this movie is pretty great, considering yeah. the era that it was shot in, and probably like how difficult it was to get the shots and that expensive. They got. Yeah, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally understand that, and I'm like, and I get it. It's like, it's a, it's a product of the '80s, and I understand that. <clears throat> like, but that's one of the things. I was like, if you're gonna make a fighter jet movie, make like, make a freaking good fighter jet movie. Like, that's like, <laughs> would have been great if they were just like. <laughs> They were models. Okay, so things like things like Star Wars, right? Like Star Wars came out in with the seventies, right? And like that had better fighter jet action scenes than I would say that it's easier. It's easier to make that um, it look better in a in a fantastical environment like space. Like it's easier to make it look more believable uh, when it, it. if it was, if it took place on Earth, I think it'd be a little bit more difficult. I think I disagree. I think that the technology existed at the time to do, like the Battle of Hoth, nah, would have yeah, predated I was just this. Thinking of that, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that looks 
certainly realistic enough. I think the technology existed that they could have done something with uh, with maquettes and miniatures, um, but I understand the desire to want to do it with real fighter yeah, jets. Yeah, right. I, I, I get that, yeah. but I think that that in turn limited their ability to um, shoot a coherent dogfight. Yes. Because yeah. they were just using what was provided to them and trying to edit it together into something that yeah, made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, no, but I, to be honest, I, I like Tom Cruise as an actor in this movie. I just felt like he was, he had like a shit eating grin, like three fourths of the movie, which was really <laughs> weird. Um, but also like, I understand, I don't know. He was, he was really good at emoting and he's really good at like very like heavily emoting. Um, I like Goose. I really like Goose's character. I don't know why. I thought he was really fun. Oh, Goose is probably the best character. Yeah, Goose is the best I think he's the movie. best character in that movie. Like, yeah. and, I, and Val Kilmer, like, I was reading that he did not want to be in this movie, and he just kind of, he was just like, fuck it, fuck, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he was he was pretty good in it, too. And he was like, you're right, like, he's the most logical character in the movie. I love... Like, I know people, like, you guys are talking about Berlin. I was like, I actually like that song a lot. Uh, <laughs> Take My Breath Away. You won an Oscar, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, like, deserved. I listened to that I song. I really I hate the song. I just, like, it played so much. There was, like, four songs that played. It was that. It was the Danger Zone. And it was, um, what's that? You Lost Loving Feeling. And then it was that. Yeah, that score. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on getting those action scenes done and didn't really have enough yeah. to pay for more license yeah. to music, yeah. I think. But yeah. would I watch this again? Nah, not really. <laughs> it's yeah. just like you hear Take My Breath Away, uh, like the beginning of it, for about three minutes yeah. before you ever hear like the actual yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, which I, think, yeah. I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comment about, uh, about uh, Star Wars is interesting because in the... The documentary on the Blu-ray, they actually Jerry Bruckheimer, very early on the documentary says they they, they tried to pitch this to the, pitch this to the studio as Star Wars on Earth. <laughs> cool. Um, I think they came up a little short on it. No, not not quite. Well, you can't have a faceless villain. If that's what you're yeah, like, yeah. Star like, Wars very famously has an awesome villain. Yeah, like, you like arguably <laughs> the best villain. Yeah, right? it's Migs. Yeah, faceless fighter jets. <laughs> yeah, from. Who knows land? Yeah. <laughs> Further to your point, I think the AFI did a list of the top 100 movie villains, and I think Vader is number yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah. I, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's him yeah. or kind of Elektra. Like. Yeah. Elektra's <laughs> in the top five. Certainly he might be number two, I don't yeah. recall. But I distinctly remember Vader made number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this movie was weird for me because, yeah, because obviously you have all the pop culture references, and, and people love this movie. Like, I got mm. comments on my Instagram saying, no, this movie's great. There's nothing to fix. But like, I think that yeah. that's nostalgia. To be fair, yeah, I think to be fair that happens with just about every movie that we do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, but I feel like after watching it last night, it's kind of like, it just feels like there's so much of this that's it's that's cheesy, which isn't bad because I, I, I love a cheesy film. Um, so that's not bad. But just like, like yeah, there's 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 no stakes in it, right? So so Maverick, fail, obviously, he fails upwards because despite being a, a pilot who doesn't follow orders, which I would think in the U.S. Navy is probably... As far as important things yeah, go, probably the good. most important yeah. thing. He fails upwards and graduates to this, this this school, but it's like, what happens if he doesn't get first? Well, nothing, because he doesn't get first. And Iceman wins the trophy, and he just goes back to work as being a pilot. But even even when you go back to this, oh, we've got a crisis out here in the Indian Ocean, which is the most probably safest body of water you could possibly find on planet Earth, because uh, there's 
no countries around it. Um, there's no, there like the, the enemy, like the MIGs are like, there's, there's no threat there either. Right. Cause there's mm-hmm. no, like, why are we scared of these? And I remember even thinking that when I was, when I'd watch it when I was younger, it was like, who are these bad guys and why, why do I care? It was, right? it was a really interesting decision to, to set the movie in peacetime. Yeah. yeah. You know, to have like yeah. a, a dog yeah. fighting movie all about dog fighting yeah. in peacetime. Yeah. And I, I guess, I mean, they must've wanted to use the most current, uh, well, it does open with present day. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. With like three minutes of just <laughs> shots of fighter present day, jets. Yeah. and then they very, they very pointedly have like the, the, I mean, the fighter jets are characters in the movie in themselves. So yeah. Like they're very clearly named, and now they're those are all been retired. Yeah. I'm sure those those fighter jets. So it's yeah. funny that it says present day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Present day, 1986. Yeah. That so, was the thing in the 80s. And a lot of movies did that where they just they, they just said present day. I think... Uh, as if they thought there was no future to be I, had I'm after I'm pretty the sure 80s. Um, Independence Day does that. Right. Yeah. That's present funny. Yeah. Also a good fighter jet movie. Yeah. I, I would argue a better fighter jet <laughs> There we go. Uh, what, do we, what do we want to keep and then cut in this movie? Uh, Greg? Uh, soundtrack. I'll keep it. Just, uh, my misgivings about... Yes. Uh, take my breath away. <laughs> yes. uh, definitely uh, keep... Meg Ryan, maybe even elevate that character 100%. a bit more. Uh, and like I said, the the fighter jet photography, I think I think it looked great. Yeah, uh, I, I I you know in a, in a weird way, like with the way that it's shot, because it, they obviously can't get all the shots they really need. Um, you're kind of sort of in the cockpit with uh, Goose and Maverick. You know, they're wow. they're watching a plane zip by, and and Yeesh. and you know. There's a certain element where you can kind of feel the tension a little bit just because your your perspective is about the same as theirs. They're like, where is it? And you're like, yeah, where's the plane? Yeah, yeah. So I like it. And I think maybe that's a certain amount of nostalgia because I, I like I said, I saw yeah. this movie a million times when I was a kid and I was a really big fan of it. Yeah. Fair also, on. the logo. The logo's logo mm-hmm. rocks. Mm-hmm. You keep the logo? Yeah. That's the graphic I think designer in me coming I, out. I think that's the, I have some notes first, saying we're going to keep the logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scott? Uh, definitely keep Goose. Yep. Keep everything about Goose. Uh, he is super likable, and that's important because he dies, and you yes. want that to have some emotional impact. Yeah. Um, but he is, like, far and away the best character in the movie. Agreed. And I would not change a thing about him. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot of things. I can't think of anything specific I would cut. But I think that there's a lot of things that could be improved. Yes. So, okay. yeah. Well, we can we can talk about like the the cuts and improvements uh, as as we head along. Uh, yeah. What would like, I keep? What, what, what do you keep in this movie? You're yeah. the producer. What do you keep? I would definitely keep the soundtrack. I think I would add more to the soundtrack. Um, but definitely, I like I like those songs, and they they're they're popular for a reason. People still sing about them because they're good. I think they're also popular because of this movie. I'm yeah. not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I think like it, it's it stands the test of time, and I think that's that's. That's a culture thing. Like Archer still plays that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I like that. I I do agree about the photography and I think like the the shots of the airplanes like moving out into the aircraft carriers and like that thing is pretty cool. Um, I agree with you, Goose. I think Goose is a very awesome character and he's very he even like when we talk about things like masculinity, he even likes he even like calls out Iceman. When he said he's like, oh, the second place trophies in the women's bathroom. And he just laughs like the sarcastic laugh. Like, ah, they're so funny, Iceman. Ah. <laughs> Which was great. <clears throat> um, and 
I do like Meg Ryan. I'm I'm sorry to see her see like it was like ten minute role. Um, but yeah, and I, like I said, I would switch Meg Ryan and uh, Kelly McGinnis. I think Meg Ryan would have been a great second to to Maverick and even yeah. her own character. Yeah. Especially if your character was like a little bit more interesting and more of a foil for for Maverick. For Maverick, yeah, totally, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm on. I'm. I'm on Team Goose as well. That was actually like one of my notes. Is like, yeah, keep Goose. Everything about Goose is great. Uh, even his mustache. His mustache is also great. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I. I think this movie's shot. Like we talk about the some of the confusion with the dog fighting aspects, but I mean, like. Like again, and maybe I'm looking at it through 1986 eyes, but like the photography on this is pretty amazing. Like this is like there's this is pre CGI, so all the shots of the fighter jets, yeah. except for the ones that are going kablooey, are actually like fighter jets. Like these are actually F-14s. Like they they're up there flying with them. Some of the shots where the where the plane is coming down low, yeah, and the, and the jet, uh, like the jet wash or whatever it is, like it's just it's fueling up behind them and you just yeah. it's billowing. It looks th- see, yeah, those yeah. those cool. steady yeah. shots are yeah. really those are good. Yeah, yeah, those are really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Even, even some other shots, even like of when, when Tom Cruise is riding his motorcycle recklessly through the sunset, which are actually kind of nice and that sort of yeah. stuff. So, uh, and I actually I I like the overall. I like the overall, the base overall concept of about, it's a story about this elite fighter school, uh, which I think, because the, the, the movie is based on, based, like a, was a magazine article yeah. that, that uh, they'd stumbled, some of the producers had stumbled onto about, yeah, there's the actual top gun fighter school in California that takes these fighter pilots and tries to make them better. So I think like that, like having that story, something to do with that story can be really fun. And yeah, you have maybe have this angsty character and he's got some demons to wrestle with. So I think I think with a lot of movies we talk about on the podcast, the bones of a good movie are there. It's just how it fills out becomes a little clunky or sweaty as bleep, uh, as was uh, in uh, in this movie. Uh, one other thing, actually, and uh, Anita pointed this out, and I, I kind of agree with it. One thing that she would definitely keep is the love scene. She would keep the love yes, scene? Yes, because Why? she thinks it's very tastefully done. Oh, she thinks it's, she thinks it's it's not necessarily that it's titillating. Nope. Or or like sexy. It's that it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's not sexy. It's it's, <laughs> it's tasteful. It is the obvious of, it is the she calls of sexy. it tasteful. It is a tasteful love scene where you get the point. Yes. But it's not like exploited. You know what? I agree with that. Like yes. in the eighties, they would have definitely shown some ass. Yeah. And they would have definitely shown some breasts mm-hmm. during that, and they didn't. And they, they could have, but yeah. they didn't. And it's kind of shot in silhouette, and it's it's definitely kind of one of those iconic love scenes. Partly because this is again kind of one of those iconic movies. Yeah. That's, that's but, something that's definitely gone away now. Like, there isn't yeah. there isn't the obligatory sex scene anymore. No, there isn't. And, and, and used to used to go to a movie and you were for sure guaranteed to see one set of boobies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and there wasn't one that one. It's, a lot of it's interesting because I, I watched it with my fiance too. Yeah. My fiance was so like, she was like. She was like, "Oh, because like Kelly McGinnis like went down and like licked like Tom Cruise's neck," and she's like, "Oh, that that's an interesting move. I might try that one day." Ah. <laughs> Aaron was making loud gagging sounds during that love scene. Fair enough. Nita liked it. She oh. thought she thought it was it was a tasteful. But so Aaron has uh, she doesn't like Tom Cruise that much. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That yeah, might that might have been part sense. of the problem. Uh, but uh, fun fun trivia about that scene. So uh, when they first show so test audiences when they first show to cut the movie that scene was not in it. And so the what well, the, the reactions of the audience was like, well, there should be a love scene because obviously it was the eighties and Greg was right. There was always there was always a love scene. So they actually had to get Mc, uh, McGillis and Cruise back. They only had them for like. 
a, like a, like I think it was like in the, in the Wikipedia says like literally minutes, like maybe like 15 minutes to shoot at this thing. And they, so they shot it and added it afterwards. So. Is that uh, the same day they brought them back for that elevator scene? Yeah, maybe too, where she's where she's wearing a hat because, because her, hair, her hair is different. Because her hair is a different color. Oh, yeah, yeah for that sure. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. That makes oh sense. God, that scene. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, there's disagreement what, over what the love I, scene. What I, we'll, what I like we'll about this scene it. is that when I when I saw it when I was younger, I was like, boy, this is awkward. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And now I am uh, I am almost forty. I am married, and that scene still makes me feel awkward <laughs> and very uncomfortable. So nothing's changed in that. Oh goodness. <laughs> Uh, do we want to do cuts really first before quick before we start <coughs> yeah, talking sure. about uh, how we uh, what we would do all of us to make this a grander, better film? Bathroom scene, bathroom scene. Go. <sighs> okay, true. I don't we really need to talk about why. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's no. pretty obvious. Uh, I would actually cut the entire romantic subplot, and as you said, Herman, uh, you know that would actually open it up to allow Kelly McGillis to actually be in the military, which I think is more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and can we also cut Maverick? We've been going on a big run lately, and I have some notes about cutting the main character just, out completely. Just, but he's just really completely genuine. Like I, Goose is a better character. Make Goose Maverick and Maverick Goose. Uh, so for for all those out there who are like who are like the kind of the, the hobbyist editors who like to kind of edit cuts of movies, uh, someone make us a cut of Top Gun, which uh, doesn't have the description of what's happening in the planes. So no description of, a, of of the in cockpit stuff. Like he's like, say cut that out. Also get rid of Maverick. Let's give it. Let's have that uh, <laughs> five minute movie. Five, five, five. Yeah. Goose just dies. Whoosh, and whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Goose is dead. I can see it might be too much of a rewrite to cut Maverick. <laughs> cool. Fair Scott, enough. Scott. Is it? Scott. As I mentioned, I, I couldn't really think of anything specific. I would cut. I definitely now that you said it out loud, though, I agree. Cut the bathroom scene. Yeah, that's not good. Um. But yeah, other than that, I think I I agree with Colin that there's some good bones here. It's just the meat's all wrong. Yeah, and it's it's a movie that needs some tightening of the screws more than like some ground up rewrites. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think I I agree that there's the story is cohesive and I and I I like that and I but there's definitely some things where I'm just like like yeah you're right the bathroom scene I think that's I think it's stupid. Um, and pointless and and maybe I don't know if this is a change or a cut but like the very last um, one of the last scenes where the the fame is like you're going to be my wingman anytime and then at the end he goes bullshit you're going to be mine I, I would cut that I'm like you learn nothing Tom Cruise <laughs> you learn oh yeah like, I guess yeah, so yeah it's like, is like yeah nothing yeah you learn yeah, obviously you're still this cocky asshole that, and so I, I would have cut that to make Maverick feel like he's learned something and maybe you can be friends with Iceman instead of being this dick. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I would cut three things. Um, I would cut the, the um, I would actually cut the whole action scene at the very end and just make it all about like the, the fighter, fighter school. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very, I feel like that's very, very like in addition to the, the awkward take my breath away sexy being kind of feeling weird and tacked on the action at the very end I find is really weird and tacked on because it's like, the whole thing is about the fighter school. And it's like, oh, he's trying to get first. Well, Iceman, all of a sudden, Iceman gets first. And it's like, oh, by the way, here's your envelope. You're being back deployed in the Indian Ocean. But I like that because I felt like <clears throat> there's real world consequences to what was going. Like the fighter school, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Harry Potter. Because at the end of Harry Potter, like the first two movies, like there's like the house cup. Right. And everyone's like, it's like 10 points for Griffin. It was like this. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me a lot of that. Um, 
<clears throat> but then in the end, you go fight Voldemort, right? Yeah. And that's like, this is what it felt like. It felt like, oh, by the way, there's also this bigger threat that you still have to, you're training for. If, if you have Maverick fight Voldemort, I am all on board in this movie. <laughs> and that becomes a much better movie other than fighting miscellaneous MIGs in, Absolutely. Black, in black planes. <laughs> I've got uh, a lock. Expelliarmus. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Man, so, But I, I, would, I would still cut that action scene or just kind of rework it somehow. Um, I would get rid of at least most of the sweat they are just gratuitously sweaty in this movie for reasons I can't understand. Mm-hmm. They're sweaty in the planes. They're sweaty playing. Uh, they're sweaty uh, uh, in the aircraft care. They're sweaty in the school. They're sweaty either are they in in the locker room before or after the shower. Yeah. When they're standing around in the towels, are they waiting to shower or have they just come out of the shower? I, mean, I think yeah, no one showers in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's a lot of talk about showers. Yeah, there's talk about showers. No one showers. This is this movie was funded by the U.S. Navy and big showers. It's weird that it's not like glistening sweat. It's yeah. like yeah. big it's like beads like dew on grass yeah, in the morning. It's like melted sweat. petroleum jelly sweat. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of gross. Uh, and then I would also, so you guys, so I would also cut the bathroom scene, but I would also cut just because it offends me as a as a terrible amateur volleyball player. I'd cut the volleyball scene because who the who, iconic shirtless volleyball the scene? shirtless scene where he's wearing blue jeans playing volleyball, but also they've got these like huge wrist wraps on their wrists. You would not do that in volleyball. I thought they're I thought they're like gooses and mavericks like high five. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was the top gun high five. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like I the really best appreciated thing. Um, uh, Iceman's uh, his partner. Hollywood. Just like, just, yeah, he's just just a flexing yeah. Yeah. for no reason. Just, <laughs> just He just had a couple takes where he was just like, yeah. and you're like, I, yeah. I mean, you're, you're ripped. Yeah, and also very nice. Very, very, very oily still. Yeah. Very oily still. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. You know, there's a, there's so, um, so there's obviously a part in the movie where um, Maverick is, you know, he's, Goose is dead, and he's thinking about quitting the Navy and wondering what he could have, what, you know, What's he going to do, right? Well, if he wanted, he could join, start his own uh, business and be an entrepreneur. And he should because ATB has resources for that. Good one. With the ATB Entrepreneur Center. If you're looking to start your own business, uh, the, the Entrepreneur Center here at, uh, in Edmonton on 100 uh, on Calgary Trail, I believe, uh, has lots of great resources you can, um, you can take part of. They have events going on. Uh, they can help you with your banking, but also they have your workshops and network opportunities. Loads of stuff you can learn from. Uh, they can also set you up with a mentor so uh, Maverick wouldn't be by himself with the guilt of Goose's death and the guilt of wondering if his dad was a terrible pilot <laughs> or something. You could get some help uh, when he starts his business. Uh, and if you want to start your business or uh, become an entrepreneur looking for some resources, visit ATP.com. Right. I was okay. heading to the break listening to a little Take My Breath Away. Da 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 That's a great segment. Lieutenant! My review of your flight performance in the past was right on in my professional opinion. I can't hear you! Alright, so we've done our we've done our keeps, we've done our cuts. Uh, we've talked about the sweat. We all love Goose. Now let's let's make this a movie that uh, would not only be culturally significant, but would be win all of the uh, would win the Oscar for all of the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and the Oscar for all of the Oscars goes to yeah. Make make this movie so good that no one would dare make a jet fighter take my breath away movie ever again because it would be compared to yeah. this great to, movie. to yeah. top to top make gun. it the star wars of the star wars the star wars, star wars, star wars, wars of fighter, fighter jets, jets. Fighter jet movies in earth, <laughs> earth. oh 
<laughs> doctor. Uh, Greg, what do you what do you what do you want to do this movie? Um, you're the I, producer. You're the new producer. Jerry Bruckheimer's been kicked to the curb to make pirates I'm movies. Stepping in. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, the, the the biggest issue I had with the like Maverick's arc is his dad and relationship too. Like, there's sort of like this talk of his family name. Like yeah. It being tough for him because of his family name. Yeah. And when we finally get some reveal as to uh, what his uh, his dad history was, it was basically amounted to, your dad was an awesome guy. Good <laughs> job having an awesome dad, Maverick. Right? And and that made it, com- like, completely uninteresting. And, that, and uh, I, th- I feel like it would have been much more interesting to have Maverick's dad... To have been a really bad pilot, okay. Like he he did all the things that that Maverick did. He was like a hothead, a showboat. He was reckless, and it got him killed. And yeah, I agree. Ma- Maverick has to spend the entire movie trying to crawl out from that shadow, you know. And his arc is is learning that he's he doesn't necessarily have to be his father's son, right? You know, he can be something better. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it also, like, I mean, you could, uh, I don't know if there really has to be any sort of, like, reveal with, with Maverick's dad. It's just, like, you know, it, it, it can just be that, you know, he's, that, that, uh, that Maverick's dad was, was shitty. Yeah. Fair enough. That's really all I had, because most of the rest <laughs> of the movie is pretty good. <laughs> like, I think, you, I just You love like, this movie, like, Greg. Well, like just Scott says, say like, if you, if you tighten things up a little bit, it doesn't really take too much. It just... I guess the other thing too is like the um, it would have been nice um, to like to have more of a of a of a threat yeah that they were fighting against yeah. like I mean they could have made up a war I, in a way I kind of appreciated and I said this to my wife as well as like we were talking about just how I kind of appreciated that the that the country that they were fighting was kind of faceless yeah like it could have been just like it could it, they you know because there's a lot of time it's it just yeah it's Sokovia. yeah, yeah it's, it's it's first nothing stand <laughs> yeah like I, like I know it's just kind of like it, maybe it's still kind of like nah, not great because it's just near they're foreign that's all you need to know I, mean, I don't know but like I just kind of appreciate that it was faceless but it would have been nice if there was like an actual confrontation going on somewhere yeah, yeah. that they were training yeah. these guys for. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Nope. Fair enough. Fair enough. Scott? This is a very macho movie. Yes, it is. It is very I macho. I think that uh, my biggest change would be to add a female pilot oh, to the okay. mix to undercut that and to explore um, that, to explore the machismo by having a woman be in the mix. Right. I actually was just thinking while Greg was talking, I would make Iceman a woman. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. And make one of the big, um, I want to say, kind of antagonistic relationships that Maverick has be with a female character. Okay. Because then it it makes him have to explore his own uh, attitude towards women. Yeah. Because as we discussed in the first part of this podcast, he has a really <laughs> kind of misogynistic view of kind women. Of, I would say. And to have, and to have yeah. a woman be as good at him as what he does would be an interesting way to make him reevaluate how he treats the woman that he likes and how he treats Goose's wife. And so if Iceman is a lady, I think that that 
that might actually add some weight to that. And also someone that's not intimidated by him either, right? Yeah, because yeah, she goes nose to she would go yeah. nose to nose with him, and, just be like, and she would be the one telling him, "You're dangerous and you're reckless, and I don't want you on my wing." Yeah, mm-hmm. and for it to be coming from uh, from another woman, number yeah. one, it adds a really strong female character to the movie. Yeah, and number two, it again it it makes him have to reevaluate how he treats women. Yeah, because this is a woman who is kind of his his mirror in that yeah. case. Yeah, and lose all of the like sexual tension that Val Kilmer has with Tom Cruise in this case, <laughs> because they should definitely not be in any way romantically yeah. uh, compatible, yeah, yeah. but they should be like, it should be a professional relationship between the two right. of them. Yeah. So I think that would be my big change yeah. is gender flip Iceman. There we go. Mm. I like that. Mm. I like that. Um, I, I heard that you said that they're doing a remake of Top Gun. No, they're doing a sequel to a Top sequel Gun. to Top Gun. Yeah, and I bet you like Tom Cruise is going to be like the 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 instructor. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's going to actually called Top Gun Maverick is what it's the, the title is right now. Uh, yeah, it's going to be he's, he's actually going to be the the top, the instructor at the top flight school. So <clears throat> I would, I think they did a remake of Top Gun already, and it's called Rush, and it's ten times better than Top <laughs> which Gun. One's, which one's Rush? The Rush is the one with um, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Daniel Bruhl um, with the the race car drivers. Um, <clears throat> Racing against each other, and it was a true story. Okay. One was a hothead, one was a technical genius, and the action scenes were ten times better. It was directed by Ron Howard. Um, it's a fucking great movie. You, everyone should go see it. Um, but it's basically the same storyline, but done in a in a more nuanced and interesting fashion. And I think Top Gun would have been done much better if, first of all, if Ron Howard had directed it. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and not Tony Scott. I even know. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Tony Scott. Was he directing movies at this point? Is Ron Howard, eighty-six. I don't know. I don't know what his first movie was. You know. We don't have internet access here, so I guess we can't do <laughs> that. So that was death. Go but, on. But anyway. <laughs> so Iceman, like, like I would love to know what Iceman's like motivation is on on this step. Why he feels like he's such yeah. a, you know, like why why does he hate Maverick so much? Not hate him. He doesn't hate him. He just thinks he's dangerous, and I get it. Um, <clears throat> and also, like, I I definitely would love to know more about um, his father. His father just came in and out of the thing. Like, I agree with what you said. Like, I wish that was a much better way of yeah. handling that. Um, and also, like, I just I I'm so I'm so not with Maverick. Like, I. He was supposed to be somebody I was supposed to cheer for, and I'm not. I'm not cheering for him. I'm supposed right. like I wish he would have just quit and just came back. <laughs> quit, <laughs> like, quit and gone to the ATV entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Maverick's cupcake. He's like he came back, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's just." And also, like it Viper, does, like let him fly. It, yeah. I'm like, no, don't it doesn't, let him fly. It, it doesn't make sense that why. Like, so he has. So he has this thing. His 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 friend dies. The, the little board says it's not your fault. But everyone is so gung ho and keeping him in the navy as if he's like some sort of super weapon, as opposed to just like, oh, whatever. Like, well, and it's and it's really it's kind weird. Of, it's not even weird. It's really dark and terrible yeah. that Viper comes to him in the bathroom, like, yeah. literally hours after Goose has died, and is just like, gotta get over it, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, suck it up, <laughs> be a man about it. It was really bad. Yeah, that yeah. part was he really didn't bad. Even, he didn't even know that. Maverick knew that Goose was dead when yeah. he entered that. Scene. Like I think he comes in and tells him. <laughs> no, that was, no, no, was the no. first sentence. It wasn't even high. It was like Goose is dead. He's yeah, like, I know. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, he knows. Like, he didn't know that, <laughs> yeah. but he was still coming in there to say, "You gotta just keep flying." Dude. <laughs> while while Tom Cruise is, is, is standing there, morose in his underpants. Yeah, and why? He's like, was- yeah. 
just yeah, get over it, man. He was taking a shower. <laughs> it was it was great though the part about Maverick like like again something I wish that would have been played up more. Um, Maverick's insistent of trying to be this the number one guy, and he was always like, "Who's the best guy?" He was that was his first question when he came to the Top Gun school. Who's the best fighter? I'm going to beat this best fighter, and then. It was Iceman, right? And Iceman turns out to be a best fighter, which I'm happy with. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like, what what was Maverick's motivation to be this number one yeah. guy? And also, what is Iceman's motivation? Like, that's why I'm like, I always turn, I look at Rush. And I'm like, Rush shows Daniel Brule's character, who is the Iceman in this scenario, to be this. He has a reason to be this calculated guy and to be the best um, compared to this hotshot other driver who is, you know, just a reckless person. But they both had great motivations. Well, I, I think that the movie makes it pretty explicit that uh, Maverick's motivation is his dad. Although, in the end, it turns out that that was a pretty weak motivation because yeah. there was nothing wrong with his dad. But at least he had motivation. But you're, you're right, actually. They don't really give us much time to learn what makes Iceman tick. Yeah. yeah. Which I think would have benefited the movie. Well, that's why I... And, and, if, and if we go with my version of Iceman and he's gender-flipped, then he's got an obvious motivation. Yeah. Because yeah. she wants to prove that she's the best pilot amongst all of these macho jerkwads. Absolutely. Yeah. Who, yeah, yeah. who look down on her because she's a woman. Yeah. yeah. And that would be great if Top Gun Maverick, whatever it's called, yeah. would be Maverick would be the instructor, and the rest of them were were women. Like <laughs> yeah. the, all of the all the flyers were yeah. women, <laughs> and that would be interesting because yeah. that would be an interesting flip, and that would be like so he could follow them all into the water. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there's so many uh, so many people I need oh, to sing no. to. There's only so many hits I can sing. What do I do? That would be great if he just like started singing, and all of a sudden the girls like, "I know this song already. Get out of my face." Would it would it would it be a little would it would it be better or more too cliche to actually have Iceman some sort of history with like like Iceman's dad was killed because of something that they thought Maverick's dad did? Like, there's some sort of like think, oh like, yeah, so I think some that, actual interplay yeah, like, with the two. Yeah, guys. I think like that some, makes it too personal. You think so? I think that their rivalry works well professionally. Okay. But I, I do agree that Iceman needs better motivation yeah. than I'm Iceman. Yeah. yeah. I'm Iceman. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Because otherwise he's basically just, it's like Maverick against himself, right? He's just like. A and as, as previously established, Maverick is really his own worst enemy in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And I think that, that that works. It just needs to be better. Yeah. 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 And, and Maverick really does, is his own, like, <clears throat> I don't know. He he does so many things that are, I feel were so just macho, just just like toxic macho guy. And he, it, it sucks that he has a shit eating grin for three fourths of the movie, and it sucks <laughs> that he's like, oh, and then he just he sulks like a little kid, and he's just, and he's rewarded for it, and he's yeah, rewarded. Yeah, he That's exactly upwards, right? it. That's the problem. He was rewarded for it, and then he gets like at the end when he goes to the um, that ceremony, he's the one that gets like sentenced to go like this mission i'm like don't give the guy the mission like you send your best fighters out he just lost his friend like and obviously iceman has a problem with this as anybody should have a problem with this everybody should have a problem with this but he's the only one who's like he's like no don't worry about it iceman he's good then but i i don't know and then we, he wants we to be, need him then he wants to be a teacher at the end i'm like what where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, didn't really he didn't specify what kind of teacher he'd be like I just want to teach people to ride motorcycles <laughs> yeah, or he wants to be a volleyball coach maybe he just wants to rule be rule number one sorry coach. microphone rule number one forget the athletic shorts everyone grab a pack of Levi's over on the desk <laughs> <laughs> 
And your aviators. Oh, uh, also, I would give everyone a towel. Like, everyone yeah, gets everyone. a towel off. Anita actually asked, is this the movie that made aviator sunglasses sexy? I think so. There Was, was a, this was this that that cultural this, tipping point? Uh, yeah, I feel like there, because there was, like, a big bump in Ray-Benz after, after this. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So that totally makes sense. They totally did look sense. super cool. Yeah, and and virtually every character wore them at all times, yeah. which I thought was pretty yeah, hilarious. Like even, like even in class and stuff like that, which yeah. is like ice, like Iceman is wearing them. Like in class, I'm like, mm, pretty sure that's that's a faux pas. Although I did like that little moment where where uh, when uh, when Charlie walks in and, and Maverick puts on his sunglasses and puts down his head when she yeah. after he had flirted <laughs> with her the previous night. That was yeah. pretty great. Yeah. yeah. See, there's some really fun scenes in this movie and I really there are some funny ones and like that scene specifically was really mm-hmm. fun um, there was although this... the rest of that scene sucks because he just basically like he, he berates a woman in her profession uh, like yeah oh yeah that's true <laughs> Mans- that, that first moment was great yeah. the rest of it was kind of gross <laughs> like and there was some parts of Maverick that I really enjoyed like um, when he came back and he's like oh you don't have enough fuel like the first scene and it comes back to to get that other that other flyer because he was cougar, having, yeah, he was having yeah. a and a problem, and so I'm like that. He has some redeeming qualities to him. It's just and he does apologize to Goose. He's like, I will never lose my sight. He understands there's responsibility, but he just can't help himself because he's such a such a little such, child. <laughs> he's such a maverick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah. trying to live up to my call sign, Goose. <laughs> And we give him the call sign goose. Like, is that that's the best? That's not the best one, is it? I like it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, do they just hand those out? Like, if it's like when you hey man, go- geese are mean. Yeah, they are. They're vicious. Sure. They're jerks. They're a bunch they of jerks. Are, <laughs> they will. They just. Yeah. And they're good at flying, so it works <laughs> yeah. out. No, there, there you go. go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you turned me to it. Okay, yeah. for sure. There you go. My so my changes are are um um uh my first my first my changes give the kid the dog tags. Like, come on. Oh, just, that was just, terrible. Yeah. Don't throw them into the water. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Um, so here, so, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do something a little radical here, as I'm wanting to do with Reckless Abandon. Um, you guys tell me if this is a good idea. I would set this movie in World War II. Because mm-hmm. just so just for that threat element. Just fighting the sure. Nazis? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Axis powers, wherever sure. you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> just because it's like, so now you actually have, so now instead of nameless black boogeyman mig threat you actually have okay there's there's the stakes are higher and you can actually kind of twist it as is something as uh uh be like all right so uh, america's losing the war and we're just this 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 radical new program to kind of improve the pilots and it's something really really quick da, 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 yeah da, they totally. were they were famously losing the air battle yeah to the japanese that's what i was hard. thinking i was like if you do this in midway yeah i'll, I'll be down for that yeah yeah so and then and i think i think also and I think if you so you, you you heighten that threat level, but also I think you also sort of get that. Um, I, th- I feel like it actually makes the romance a little bit better because it's kind of like, well, Maverick could be dead next week anyway, and so it's kind of like kind of like this have this like disposability to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disagree with you for a couple of reasons. Okay, sure, that's okay. First of all, um, if you set it in World War II, you have even weaker female characters by default. Okay. Because of the way society worked at that point. Number two, um, why would you take all your best pilots out of a theater of battle and put them in school for five weeks? That was the part of the movie we would ignore. <laughs> <laughs> that that would definitely be a, a bit secret, of a, a, a secret bit of fridge, <laughs> a bit of fridge super, logic super, there. Yeah, that's why. Um, 
and called top I, secret I, guns. I thought I thought about that this morning. Going Glorious like, flyers. This, this, this is where it's like okay, we all we need is pilots and planes. And we're just we're, we we just need as many as we can. We're just gonna take this chunk out and just move over here. And they I, definitely... I understand your instinct to ch- want to choose World War Two because at least like that was it, it, at least you know, larger lexicon. It's considered more of a just war. Obviously, yeah. setting it in in in, in like a, a Korea or whatever would yeah. be great. <laughs> or the Indian Ocean. I uh, I also feel like the movie works partly because it is modern military culture. Yes, and. It uses the modern planes. Like yeah. if in World War II fighter jets, eh, yeah, it's not, not going to be as exciting. It's not yeah. F-14s. I kind of agree with something Greg said during the first half, though. You could have this in a conflict. Why not just invent a conflict? Oh, okay. Yeah, that works too. Like it's the 80s. Stuff happened. Yeah. And you could have like a conflict that you yeah. just make up. Yeah. Ooh, or you could you could set it, I guess, I mean, you could set it during... Um, uh, the Cold War, I suppose, or or something like it that. Is if you want kind to of toward the end of the Cold yeah. War, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. it is cool. Yeah, yeah. It, could just, it could be just like a conflict between uh, the U.S. and the Russians that nobody ever heard about, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like. Well, that's kind of what kind of happens. Is that yeah, it's a conflict more. between wow. nebulous <laughs> communist forces and the <laughs> yeah, U.S. Yeah. Air Force that never that never really. I think could have been Chinese. Happened. Or, you know, no. yeah. well, as I said, nebulous communist forces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was that. There was that that dark period where the U.S. and uh, Madagascar were at war. Yeah, communist Meta- Australia. <laughs> communist Australia. They were in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, but again, like, I think that's maybe maybe it's my just you know I desperately I desperately want to up the ante in this movie. Yeah, how about, how about and that's reasonable. Alternate that's history where the where the Cold War is actually a hot war. Cool. And 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 Top Gun is is uh, invented. For the sole purpose of, of trying to regain air superiority. Sure, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I'm with I that. Like that. So and what? In if, that, I spend a woman, and there we go. So what if you do this today, for yeah. instance? What would be the conflict? Well, Middle East. The Middle East. It'd be something Middle East. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Something, something well, Middle think, East. I think you'd still have to invent one though, because even like the Middle you, East. You need a not... you need a country with an that also has an air force. Like yeah, a big exactly. Time air force. Yeah. So yeah. I was also thinking like because they I was thinking about like North the opening Korea? title crawl to this movie, which basically says like uh, Top Gun was was com- they came up with Top Gun to. Uh, uh, regain the lost art of dog, dog fighting. fighting. Yeah. And it's like, is it really that lost at this point? This is the eighties, but now that would actually be totally relevant because it's mostly drone warfare in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and indeed yeah. the as I understand it, the pitch for the sequel to Top Gun is that it's about drone warfare, oh, yeah. which sounds super boring <laughs> because that would be about people sitting at a desk blowing up brown people be, from far it, away. Yeah. It would be Ender's <laughs> Game, is what it would. Be. That's yeah. exactly what it would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bunch of people on computers. It's like, just Ender's Game without the twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. With the sad twist it's that like at the at the end, like, oh, yeah. you blew up all of Russia. <laughs> they're, they're gone now. I feel, I feel like if you made this movie today, it would just be against aliens because that's the default enemy in all movies now oh is aliens. God. Or terrorists. No, or terrorists. Bunch <laughs> random terrorists. Or, yeah. But I do like having Voldemort in there. Um, the, <laughs> the, the other thing I think, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure why I thought this, but maybe, maybe this becomes, again, part of part of the part of his arc Maverick's arc is that maybe when when he ejects and Goose dies Maverick is also injured in some way like he actually has like a big time physical injury just because of a now it's something else for him to overcome it's like I don't have the skills anymore or something along those lines I guess I my I, I would how would that help uh, 
flesh out Maverick's journey. Uh, that I haven't thought. I haven't thought that part through. <laughs> I'm all for like adding more texture into it. It's just yeah. like as long as it assists his journey. I, I mean, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I guess like maybe if his if his dad like famously quit <laughs> after being injured or something like that. Well, or, yeah. And I don't know that Maverick needs a physical disability because his his brains. Missed. Yeah, it's it's yeah. His his problems are all psychological. And he needs to overcome that in the movie more than he needs, like, a broken leg that he needs to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Goose <laughs> dying is, is enough um, to push his character in the, in the right direction. Because, I mean, the whole point, like, it would have been better if, if he, Goose had died because he was being reckless. Yes. Then yeah. he really has to reconcile... The only problem with that is oh, like actually, is like if he was be being if he was being reckless then, then he's he would have got kicked out. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, out I guess so. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually, So you'd have to do it in a way like some sort of way where like Maverick knows it's his fault, but but it's not really nobody his else fault. See, thinks I, it's his fault. I did I did read something on 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 Cora about this. Was it Cora or Cora? Uh, it's a Cora. Yeah, yeah, Cora. And basically, it was like some experts were like, no, he's like, no, no, no. This was entirely Maverick's fault. Like it's it was hundred percent, but yeah, it was like okay if if that panel says that it's his fault, a he's either out of the navy or b he's probably going to military prison, one of the two. But he'd probably be dishonorable. Yeah, just discharged. be just, just discharged. We, That'd be interesting that. if like if Meg Ryan and her family blamed Maverick for Goose dying. Yeah, yeah. and that that in itself would add some uh, texture to it. Even if even if the military board of inquiry goes, nope, turns out nothing you could have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're not to blame for this. But Meg Ryan. Is like this is your fault, yeah, and you're the reason Goose is dead, and yeah. I will never forgive yeah. you. Yeah, like yeah. That, so that that would have been that would be gutting. Yeah, that yeah. would be terrible. Yeah. And Maverick would have to deal with that and live with that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. Let's add that. Just, just add an a- let's angry just, just, Meg Ryan. Well, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah more Meg Ryan. It's yeah, always good. Well, That's because, because, because yeah, I come back rather than do, rather than her like consoling consoling him, him yeah. for the death of her yeah. husband. It's like it's okay. Like it's like what uh, weird. <laughs> um, okay, um, let's uh, let's do some listener comments. So if um, um, if you guys aren't doing so already, you should be following. I have some notes on your on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your Twitter, uh, because we reach out to you to get some comments. Uh, we also kind of let you know what's coming up in the movies, um, and we got some great comments. So uh, Jeff, our buddy Jeff Sampson says, if I'm remembering it correctly, doesn't Maverick continuously endanger people for no reason? Uh, you remember it correctly. I yes, mean, other 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 than the plot. Uh, so uh, Jeff is correct. Yes. He totally does. Yes. He even, like even it, there was threat. there was a point where he was like. He's always looking for out like for the for the best person. I'm gonna shoot him down. When he knows that Viper was flying, he's like, I'm going after Viper, even though he had to stay on his wing. Yeah, like that was like typical, yeah. typical. Yeah, <laughs> and he was busy like cannon. He was busy like stunting. Yeah, when uh, his uh, wingman in the uh, in the other plane was having like a, a breakdown, like a nervous breakdown. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, Andrew mentions, uh, while many, including myself, consider it a classic, it really doesn't have a ton of substance. Even Goose's death just washed over me without a lot of impact. It is the quintessential 80s film in so many ways, it's hard to know where to start. Great soundtrack, obligatory sex scene, super cheesy lines, shirtless volleyball scene, and super slow-mo. It is all solid cheddar. Uh, It is is very an 80s movie. Yes, totally. Uh, Deja says, the only thing I know about Top Gun is that that is what the ladies do not hesitate to call Ice Cube. Hashtag obscure rap jokes. Uh, Matthew says, needs more Transformers, which I would agree to. 
the Transformers movies already have enough fighter jets in them. Thank you. And talking about <laughs> toxic Patrick was flying Starscream, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, those are problematic yeah, movies. Um, uh, Evan says uh, everyone is so sweaty all the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, yeah, as yeah. discussed at length. Yep. Uh, Bushy says a question that needs to be answered: Why is the volleyball scene widely considered gay and not just some mates playing volleyball? Granted, it's been a while since I watched it, but I never got the feeling that that pervades online discussion of this movie. It's, also, isn't it weird to invite yourself to a shower at someone's house? No, <laughs> not in oh, America. For- I, I, I have. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> go in ahead. response to the volleyball scene, it's not that the volleyball scene is super gay in itself. You have to take it in context with the rest of the movie because yeah. Iceman and Maverick have a lot of sexual tension. Yes, like from the moment they have their meet cute at yeah. the beginning of the Top Gun school. Yeah. And a lot of people say that the best way to watch the movie is to imagine that every time they're both off screen, Iceman and Maverick are doing it hard. <laughs> and and that just, just adds a just whole angry, subtext. Angry fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and and that just adds a whole subtext to the movie. And so when you when you have that in mind, the volleyball game becomes very homoerotic. Yeah. <laughs> and that shower thing, I you know what? I don't agree with that because he came right after that volleyball game. He yeah. was sweaty as hell. He probably yeah. stank. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, and he's like, oh, crap, I got to go see Charlie. And then Charlie's like, listen, like, I stink. Can I please use your shower? Um, I would have been doing the same thing. I mean, like, I feel, I like, feel like that's bad scheduling on Maverick's part, though. Absolutely. Like, no, it right, definitely was. Do I want to? Let's see. I've got, I've got a meeting with this, uh, this top uh, official. Should I go play shirtless beach volleyball first, then put on my leather jacket, hop on motor motorcycle, drive out? Or do yeah. I want to go home and shower first? Uh, well, it's but kind of, yeah, he loses track of the time. It. He gets there a little late because she yeah. said get there sharp. And he's like, isn't he clearly like checking upset? His watch yeah, he's during, upset that during, he's like, there the a little late when yeah. he arrives because she doesn't answer the door. Oh, that's right. And he goes around back and she lets him in. And then she makes a total power move on him. Totally. By being like, no, you can't go take a shower. Totally. We're going to go eat because you're late. <laughs> yeah. Which that's, I kind of respect. Exactly. Actually, yeah. I'm like, whoa, get in there, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there any other comments that you got in the last uh, show before? Uh, well, the other comment no, I got was that the, it's great. Uh, Jenny says this movie is great. There's nothing to be fixed. <laughs> okay. I just want to mention one little thing. I just wanted to know if, know if you guys noticed this or not. But in the scene where Maverick goes to visit Viper in his house, right? And Viper's house is full of all sorts of fighter jet memorabilia, memorabilia right? <laughs> There's a top, get, top Gun hat. And... In one scene, in the first scene you see it in, it's sitting on top of a lampshade uh, for reasons unknown. Cut. Two se- two seconds later, now it's sitting on a banister. <laughs> and it was just, like, moving around. And then when he goes outside, he's got it on. So, like, this, this hat's just, like, transporting <laughs> everywhere in one scene. And Aaron and I were just delighted by this and just, like, coming up with all sorts of, like, fictions by it. But at the end of the movie, the Top Gun, gun hat is just, just sitting there on the bar. <laughs> and it's just, like, no reason. It wasn't Top. It wasn't Tom Cruise's hat. It was Viper's hat. But it's just sitting at the bar so in the last scene. Here's, so here are the reason for this, Greg. So as this is an 80s movie, it is set in the same universe as Batteries Not Included. So... <laughs> The little tiny little robots, I just they have it flying around and they're just landing on things and the hat's covered. My my idea was that the the, the hat had gained sentience and it was just it was just hanging out with Tom Cruise. I, the I like the to... hat controls the fighter pilots. It's what you need to understand is that Viper has a lot of Top Gun hats. 
Yes. Like he's got a stake he's in got the company. Boxes of- yeah, and he's just got boxes of them. As, so they're everywhere in the house. His wife just hates it. As 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 part of being the instructor, he actually has to sell these hats. For yeah, him. and hey, do so you want to buy a Top Gun hat? He's just he's no, giving them away. Just my dad. like candy. It's funny because in the at the start of the movie that 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 crawl mm. it tells you that it's not called Top Gun School. The flyers call it Top Gun. It's it's called something else, right? Like the school is called something oh, yeah, else. Yeah. So why does he have a gun that says top hat unless he made it himself or there's a shop somewhere. There's like a tea Republic shop <laughs> where is, they're so like selling. Had it made himself top. and he's just like, I'm top gun. I want top gun. Yeah, I'm exactly. Top <laughs> That's what I think it is. <laughs> I am not paying this parking ticket because I am top gun. <laughs> Read the hat. Do you not see my hat? Oh, goodness. I think, I think we did a pretty good job of that. Yep. That's a better movie. Mm-hmm. Much better movie. Um, Herbert, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, today. thanks for where much. can people find your stuff? Where can they find you and find your stuff? Well, yeah, you can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram at Modern Man Pod. You can check out all the episodes of Modern Manhood at modernmanhood.org. Which is a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Correct. TV. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you know what's not a part of the Alberta Podcast Network? <laughs> but it's still a podcast you should listen to? What? So the read-along. It's a mini oh, podcast for your ears. It's uh, myself and my lovely wife, Anita. We are currently reading through a novel called Meddling Kids by Edgar Cantero. And we do it one chapter at a time weekly. And we do an analysis on the chapter we just read. And uh, it's uh, just a little easy-to-follow book club that you should check cool. out. Cool. You absolutely should do that. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have some notes. Uh, if you like the show, uh, please consider to rate and review it on the iTunes or like your Google Play and that sort of stuff because it uh, really, really helps us out. Um, our shows and others are uh, from network, uh, from the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, are being broadcast on G Radio. You can find that at gradio.ca. You can also find it, and this was a delightful little surprise to me, you can find it on the CKUA app as well. So all the Alberta podcast uh, app or podcasts are on the CKUA app, which is a pretty terrific app. I must say, it's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah, and you can download that from your favorite app store. And also you can find this uh, show anywhere you can find your podcast. It's on the Google Play, it's on the Apple's Stitcher uh, Radio. Uh, Yeah, basically, yeah. I will actually sometimes just play it outside my window. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to our podcast, drive by Colin's just, just house. Just drive by my house. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesdays every week. It's, it's blaring out all the time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on this uh, wonderful, wonderful podcast. What are we doing next? We are doing a Die Hard 2, oh. which could be a very controversial Christmas pick. Yeah? I think. Die Hard, so we had we had a, we, we actually had a poll up on our various social medias for what to do for the Christmas episode. It was what was Die Hard 2 and what was the other one? Jingle, Jingle all, all the way. way. And Die Hard 2 won handsomely. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll probably still get around to Jingle All the Way yeah. for some future Christmas. Is this the one that's set in a mall? I forget. I don't yeah, think that's I think I've seen I, Okay, no, yeah. I'm talking about Die Hard. I've, oh, I've no, always, no, no, that's seen airplane. This one's airport. an airport. Okay, air, oh airport. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where John McCain gets stuck in customs. John McCain. John McClain. John, <laughs> John McCain and John McClain. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on a podcast. <laughs> I need my reference to scrape. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you at Die Hard 2. Keep watching this guy. For the danger zone. <laughs>